Welcome to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell challenges the status quo, questions everything, and empowers you to return to your core beliefs to make your life better. If you're ready to hear the truth and get your roadmap to the lifestyle you really want, the next hour will change your life. And now your host, self-made millionaire, national award-winning investor of the year, CEO and founder of Lifestyles Unlimited, Dell Wamsley. Welcome to the Del Wamsley Radio Show, where the hype ends and the help begins. I'm your host, Del Wamsley, and as always, we're working on your financial freedom. Uh, my friends, this weekend we had the NFL draft, and as usual with most things that are different and interesting, it led me to start thinking about certain things. Now, there were many subplots to this NFL draft, uh, none of which have anything to do in my brain with... Um, football teams winning or losing. That's really not what I'm all about. Uh, what I thought was interesting was just watching the whole experience. And so I did a little research, looked up a few things, and what I found out was rather interesting, that if you're picked first in the first round, you get a four-year contract for like $35 bucks. And then each round, or each uh, spot after that goes down about $500 and by the time you get down to the 33rd person in the first round, the last person in the first round, uh, you're making about $15 million on your first contract, four years. Then when you get down to the lower rounds, like the fourth, fifth, and sixth, you only get a three-year contract or a two-year contract. And the lowest contract that you can get if you're drafted anywhere in the draft is $470,000. And it started me thinking, wow, there are many people out here in society that will never see 35 million bucks in their whole life. There will probably be many people in society that don't see $470,000 in their whole life. But these kids, 20 years old, you know, woke up one day and they're millionaires. And, you know, we've all seen the the sports report, um, 30 for 30, I think it was, but if I'm misquoting, I apologize and we'll take it back. But there was some sports report out there where they're talking about the fact that most football players are broke within five years of retiring from football. And they went through all the sports, not just football, but football seemed to be like the worst of all. And you wonder what it is that makes that happen. I mean, you know, the first contract's your smallest contract. These guys, when they say well, they got paid, it's usually you know somewhere in the eighty to hundred million dollar contract. And I started thinking, why are these guys worth so much money? What is it now? Obviously, most of them that are picked in the first round are just natural athletes, or they're sub, or you know, more. I'm trying to look at, think of the right word for it. They're they're subhuman, not subhumans. They're superhumans. There's a word for it. They're superhuman athletes. I get that. And I also believe that, you know, people get paid for how many other people they help in this world. And if you're a superhuman athlete and you make your team win, you make a lot of people happy. I know, you know, we're watching the Rockets. We're here in Houston, so we're watching the Rockets. And James Harden is just a superhuman. And you see the team around him is very good. They finally got it right. They, they got a whole team 
of good players. All of them are pros. No rookies, no young kids, no wimpy guys. they got guys who can play defense, and they're, they're just blowing and going. That's all good. But that's not really where I'm going to. What I'm saying is, you, when you were a kid, what did your parents tell you to do? What was it? Let's go to school. Let's get good grades. Let's go to college so we can get out and get a job. And maybe, man, if we rock and roll, make $100,000 a year. That's really what you were taught. That's what I was taught. When I made $100,000 a year, I thought I was rich. I had no idea that that's nothing. And the reason I bring this up is because it's a, it's a motivational speaker, a self-help speaker, whatever the heck I am. Maybe I'm a demotivational speaker. One of the things that I realize is people sitting out there don't understand how little they really have. They don't understand that they've never even come close to tapping their potential as a human being. Because we're all told a lie. The lie was go to school, get good grades, get into a good college, get out, get a good job, and you'll be rich someday. You'll be successful. But you're not. 50% of the people in this country have less than $5,000 in the bank. That's some bad percentage of education. If our educational systems out there produce 50% of the people in this country having less than $5,000, don't you want to question our educational system? Don't you want to question our morals and mores to wonder why such a high percentage of people in this country have nothing? Yet these kids, and most of them are African-American kids, but these kids, their whole life were given the dream that I could be one of those 33 picked in the first round or even one of the 90 or the 220 230, whatever it is, it goes by the seventh round, seven times 33, whatever that would be. Yeah, that was their dream. And when you look at that and you see them make it, and you see the, the joy, the happiness, the completedness on their face, and knowing in just within six weeks they're going to be on a football field playing with men, these boys are becoming men overnight. They're paid better than any men you know. They're going up against bigger and stronger men than you know. These boys are becoming men overnight, and that's what struck me. Wow, how do you get thrust into that and survive? Going from being a boy, the mom is right there crying on your shoulder when you got picked. Mama's here, mama's here. My mama's happy. My mama made it all happen. Two, you're a man. You've got to go out there and deal with men. You've got to go out there and worry about finances for the first time in your life. Not worry that you can't eat, that you don't have any money. You've got to worry about what the heck to do to not lose all the money you made. No class in school taught you that. You have no idea how to deal with that. So you've got to go out and find a manager. The manager's going to rip you off because you don't have any idea what you're doing. You can have all these women that idolize you. Right? You don't know what to do with all that. All this is going to hit you at one time. You're going to be a man. Now, all that thinking was going around in my head simply to get back to this point, which is, what about the rest of us? When did I become a man? It sure wasn't at 19, 20 years of age, I guarantee you. The decisions I was making then were just not that strong, not that big, 
made no money, didn't have enough money to be a man. I remember taking women on dates that were cheap. Had to find places to go that didn't cost that much. Had to go at certain times where it wasn't dinner time, so you didn't have to buy dinner. When did I become a man? Was it in my 30s when I finally retired? I think that probably was the starting point. But until then, I worked in a health club. I worked out as a bodybuilder. I was an athlete. I was just a young boy that never grew up past 25 years of age when I won all types of bodybuilding contests and powerlifting contests and Olympic lifting. I was just a boy working out. I hadn't become a man. So I'm asking you guys, you're sitting here with me today and we're going through this stuff. And we're asking ourselves a question. Have you become a man yet? Have you decided to step up and take responsibility for yourself and your family, your fitness, your health, your finances? Or are you still just playing it like a little boy, doing what mommy told you to do? Going through the day-to-day grind as if you were taught from kindergarten. Get up, go to school. Get up, go to work. Go through the grind. Come back home. Eat some dinner. Watch some TV. Get up and do it all over again the next day. Or are you ever going to hit that big payday? I got one young gentleman at 18 years of age. His dad asked him, do you want to go to college or start a business? He said, I'll start the business. And within four years, he was a millionaire. Now he's a multimillionaire, married with two kids. He became a man. His dad allowed him to become a man. Have you become a man yet? Are you just getting up and going to school every day or work every day or whatever it is that people tell you to do every day of your life, but none of which bring you to the level of success that would be a man? Take a short break. Be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show. Dell will be right back with more life changing principles in just a few minutes. Lifestyles Unlimited is the real estate investor education and mentoring group that has been taking people by the hand and teaching them how to invest in real estate for over 25 years. Our students have been so successful at creating wealth and passive income that they've won local, state, and national investor of the year awards 10 of the last 10 years. It's easy to see why Think Realty Magazine named us the best in the U.S. If you're ready to add real estate to your portfolio, go to lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com to access our free live training event schedule. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today, I've been talking about the draft, and um, like I said, there's many side articles to this draft, side stories to this draft, is probably a better way to say it. And um, you know, as I was watching it, it was amazing to me some of the stuff that I found out. Uh, but the stuff that, that's interesting to me is simply because it's talking about life and about the difference between winners and losers in life. And there is a difference. So one of the stories that I found just fabulously interesting is a young guy out of Notre Dame by the name of Equinemius St. Brown. Six foot five, 214 pound receiver, wide receiver. Um, he was drafted like 
33rd or something like that. And interesting thing about this guy is his stories, his background. He's one of three brothers who's raised by a father by the name of John Brown. But what's interesting is that John Brown was three-time Mr. World, two-time Mr. Universe. And I remember John Brown. I remember him when he was a bodybuilder. It was back in the era when I was a bodybuilder. And he was Mr. Universe, so obviously, you know, he was one of the best in the world at the time. And the guy was tall, way too tall to be a bodybuilder. But he looked great. And he really took bodybuilding to another level. But what was important was the story, the backstory to his, his son's success. When he was Mr. Universe, he decided he wanted, wanted to raise a family of superhuman people. Now think about this. Did your parents even take a thought about who they were going to raise? You know, my parents just, they fell in love in the backseat of a car, created babies, called me. Uh, no success on my father's side, no success on my mother's side, no physical success, no financial success, and they just created me, just a blob of nothingness. How many parents have created blobs of nothingness? Like, and maybe not one, maybe three, four, five, or six of them. A lot of people out there just keep having kids. I have no idea why, what they're getting out of it, but that somebody I'm sure can tell me. But this guy, when he was Mr. Universe, found this woman he wanted to marry. She was an athlete, a German, big, strong, intelligent athlete. I mean, really big woman married her and had three kids. The kids turned out all three of them to be superstar athletes because the father worked with them since they were kids. He had them lifting weights by age seven. Can you imagine that? Had them working out in the gym. He asked them, what do you want to be when you grow up? And they said, we want to be a football player. Because they asked him, did you make them be football players? He goes, no, I let them be whatever they wanted to be. But whatever they're going to be, they were going to be the best at it if I had my way about it. These kids were programmed from the beginning. One of the kids laughingly said the people at school said that he came out of a test tube. <laughs> Why? Well, not only are they superhuman athletes like this equanimous guy's like six foot something, what is he, he's six five, weighs 214. Um, not only are they super athletes, but they're super smart, scholastically. They've taken SATs in three different languages, German, French, and English, and got 4.0 records or um, grade scores. Come on, guys. How many athletes can even read or write? let alone pass the SATs in three different languages. The father was a stickler on athletics and sports. The mother was a stickler on education. And when she found out that her kids were not learning well enough in schools, she took them out of school and trained them herself. In fact, she took, one, took the kids for six months and went to Paris to learn to speak French the way the French speak French and not the way the French teacher was teaching them French. These were driven parents. And you think about what have you done for your kids? What did your parents do for you? They gave you the same old BS line. Go to school, get good grades, 
get a job. It's all going to work out for you. Put money in your 401k. This kid's going to have a contract worth $15, 20000000 dollars. His first payday. And each of the other two sons are both better than he is. They're all going to make it to the NFL. The father said the shoe endorsements alone of having three sons in the NFL will be worth $100 bucks a piece. Now tell me this guy doesn't have a plan, a grand plan. What grand plan do you have for yourself? What grand plan do you have for your kids? Now this guy's name that was Mr. Universe was John Brown. He believed that that was too plain Jane of a name for kids going to be in football. Said, you need something on the jersey people would remember. So he changed their names to St. Brown and gave them three incredible names like Equinemius, Aquanimius, <laughs> Supernimius. I, mean, I don't even know the other two. I'm just making it up. But they were all like that. It's on, they have four names. Each of them has four names to their name. He said, you've got to stand out to make it in this world. So he decided for them that he was going to give them a name to live up to that would stand out, that across the back of the jersey no one would ever forget. So he changed his son's names to John, to, to um, St. Brown instead of John Brown. He changed his kids' names to St. Brown. Worked them out since they were seven. Spent all of his time with him when he wasn't spending time with him. The mother was spending time with him. And now you have three super intelligent, super athletes. They're going to be worth hundreds of millions of dollars. And you remember your parents, what they did? You might even think about what you're doing for your kids right now. Like, get them up. Good, come on. Let's get out of bed. Don't stay in bed too long. Come on, get up. You got to go to school. You got to do it's that, and the kids. These kids, five o'clock in the morning, we're out of bed, working out, studying, going to school. You can't get your kid to do anything. Your kid's going to end up being another wandering generality, just like you are, living a life of quiet desperation, having nothing in life to be proud of or to look up to. Just the dream that someday you'll be able to retire. Someday you'll have enough money in that 401k that when you're 60 or 70 or 80 years old, you'll be able to retire. That's your dream. Wow. How did you set a goal so low for yourself in life that that became your dream? That just doesn't make any sense to me. You know, we talk all the time about somebody, I'm quoting somebody, I don't know who it is, so I apologize, but somebody said, you know, you don't want to shoot for the mountaintop, because if you miss, you'll hit the dirt. You want to shoot for the stars, so if you miss, you hit the moon. Um, I think that might have been Jim Rohn, might have been Zig Ziglar, I'm not sure who it was. It's one of those two, I think. But listen, when you're shooting for your foot, you're not going to miss life is going to be that quality. We'll take a short break. Be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. You're listening to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Del will be right back with more life-changing principles in just a few minutes. 
Get total freedom in your life, safely and quickly. Build wealth and passive income so you never worry about working until you drop, losing your job, or retiring in poverty. Over 25 years ago, Dell Walmsley founded Lifestyles Unlimited. Dell has taught over 100,000 people, just like me and you, the principles of financial freedom through his national radio shows and personal one-on-one mentoring at Lifestyles Unlimited. I'm excited to tell you about the real estate workshop that has changed so many lives. This workshop takes you inside what we do and what we believe. We'll share with you the five ways we make money in real estate and much more. Just like your personal trainer, the Lifestyles Unlimited team will motivate, encourage, and teach you so you can get in the best financial shape of your life. Call 866-971-8970 or go to lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com. That's lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com to register for the workshop that will change your life. That's lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today, we're reviewing uh, different topics, stories that came out of the draft this last weekend. And uh, the next story is just incredible. When you look at yourself in life, Do you ever sit down and just have that conversation? Why didn't I do more in life? Why did I allow myself to end up a a wandering generality? Why did I allow myself to become just middle class? Why did I allow myself to not succeed massively in one endeavor, whichever one it was, because it really doesn't matter what it is you want to succeed in, whether it's, you know, business or science or math or sports? Whatever it is you want to succeed at massively, why didn't you do it? And let's not live by the excuse that, okay, you did it to your degree. But your degree is nowhere near the degree of very successful people. You know, you get paid directly related to how much you change other people's lives. And you talk about these guys coming out of the draft, you know, you're getting anywhere from $35 million for the first contract down to $470 million, the lowest contract. And you say, well, how are they changing anybody's lives? Because we're sitting here watching them. And we're enjoying it. We're, we're, we're living life vicariously through these athletes and these sports teams that we, that we all follow. And I say we all because maybe some of you don't, but most people do some kind of a sport. I was watching a sport on TV the other day. I didn't even know what it was. It was was rugby. I couldn't figure out why these guys were all bending over, grabbing each other's boobahs, grabbing each other's bottoms, and putting their heads against each other and pushing. It just, it was the most ridiculous looking thing I've ever seen in my entire life. I didn't know what it was. I had no idea. I had no idea what they were trying to accomplish by it either. But man, at least they're doing something on TV. At least they're winning something. Even it's grabbing boobah and pushing with your head. I don't know. But why do we in life not succeed? Why do we not care if we succeed? Why are there so many kids out there that don't even have an idea about what success is or even desire success at any level? And then why are there so many old people like us that don't have it either? What is it? Well, we just don't have enough desire. I'll tell you a story that came out. There was a gentleman by the name of Shaquem Griffin. Shaquem got drafted 141st draft pick. He's a defensive linebacker. 
And the story is very interesting because he's a twin to Shaquille Griffin, who plays for the Seahawks, Seattle Seahawks. And Shaquille was a superstar since he was a little kid in sports, all the way up through becoming drafted last year for the Seattle Seahawks. And his little brother, Shaquille, and I say little brother, he's actually Shaquille's bigger than Shaquille, but Shaquille was, you know, 20 minutes later than his brother into the world. But when he came out, they noticed that there was something wrong with his hand. And what had happened was the umbilical cord had got wrapped around his hand, cut off the circulation, so his hand grew deformed. Now, it didn't completely form. And so he had this thing where this hand hurt so bad he tried to cut it off himself because he couldn't do anything with it. There was no bones in it. It was just mush. And he, one night his mother caught him in the kitchen with a carving knife trying to cut his hand off. His mother stopped him, took him to the hospital, and they amputated his hand. There was no other way to fix it. It just hurt so bad he had no hand now. Yet his big brother was a football player, a superstar. And somehow something got into this young gentleman's head that he was going to be a football player and a superstar also. And nobody would pick him. How do you have a football player without a hand? And when I had heard there had been a football player going to get drafted without a hand, I thought to myself the same thing, man, that's who would draft a football player? That doesn't make any sense. But what had happened was is the older brother, when he was in high school, told the coach he wouldn't play unless his little brother got to play. So his little brother got on the team. He didn't get to play very often or very much. Then they went to college, and when they drafted the little brother, or wanted to give him scholarship, or the older brother a scholarship, he goes, no. He walked away from several very large schools to go to a medium-sized or small school because he said, I will not go unless you also give my younger brother a scholarship too. And so it was, I think it was Central Florida State or something like that did take them both. And the first year they're there, the, the younger brother didn't get to play at all. Then the next year they changed coaches and the new coach said, yeah, hey, I'm going to try every one of you out and you're going to see if you can play or not. If you can't play, I'm going to get rid of you. If you play, I'm going to keep you. But, you know, we're going to find out right now because I'm a new coach and I don't want to mess around. So he put Shaquem in and Shaquem just tore it up without a hand, just tore it up. And so he went on to be an all-star in college. And, of course, now he's gotten drafted. Interestingly enough, though, he's drafted by the Seattle Seahawks, the same team his brother's on. So now they're reunited, twins, playing for the same team. They've been playing for the same team since they were a kid. But the story within the story is not the love of two brothers, this brother making sure his brother got a chance or he wouldn't play for these teams, which in itself is an incredible story. I mean, you think about it. He gave up opportunity for his younger brother without a hand. Even though that's an incredible story, what about the story of being told your whole life you can't do something? They told him he couldn't play football, and he did. 
They said he would never be any good, and he was. They said he'd never make it to the pros, and he did. They said that he would be a terrible student, but he wasn't. He was a great student. Wow. Think about your life. I don't have, I didn't have anything near, I thought I had a tough childhood. Man, I really used to rag on myself. I think and I used to have a really tough childhood. <clears throat> Tell stories about how bad it was. Alcoholic parents, you know, drug addict mother. I thought I had a bad one. But can you imagine seeing your twin brother be a superstar? while at the same time coming out of the same womb from the same woman the same day, you have no hand. Can you imagine trying to live up to your brother's expectations your whole life? Not that the brother was putting him into that situation, but you know in his own mind, that's what he's thinking. We're twins. He's a superstar. Why am I not? Why me? And yet, he didn't why me himself to death. He why nodded himself to life. Why not me? Why can't it be me? Wow. As I sit here and tell the story, I just, I wished, I wish that I myself would have that much courage and that much dedication and discipline to be that incredible. I mean, that's a story in and amongst itself. <sighs> By the way, this story of the Griffin twins, there's a movie out about it, or a, a report out about it. Let's see if they can find out who it is that had, did the report on them. And uh, Sports Illustrated Story by Andy Staples. Sports Illustrated Story, Andy Staples, subject of SITV documentary based on Staples' story, provides inside look at the journey of USC. UCF, where he became one of the nation's top defenders. So there it is. There is a SITV documentary and a Sports Illustrated story about this young gentleman. And by the way, on the um, the Browns, there's also a Brian Gumble special report on the Browns. He did a whole special report on the Brown brothers, three Brown brothers that I talked about earlier in the last segment. So when you look at these people and you look at this level of success, you ask yourself, man, where do people with that much strength come from? With that much dedication, hard work, their whole lives. And is it not worth it that they make 35, 50, 100 million dollars? Don't they deserve it? And by the way, don't I deserve my 70 or 80 or 100 or 150,000 a year? Am I not living down to my own personal expectations. And that's why I make $100,000 and they make 10, 20, 30, 50, 100 million. There is a difference. Take a short break. Be right back with the Del Wamsley Radio Show. You're listening to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Del will be right back with more life-changing principles in just a few minutes. What would happen if you didn't show up for work tomorrow, for the next couple of days, for a week, a couple of months, a year? 
how long until you lose everything you've worked for in a fraction of the time it took to earn it? If this fear keeps you up at night, it's time to learn the strategies we teach at Lifestyles Unlimited. Start with the free workshop. Go to lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com and find your true financial peace, like so many of our members already have. That's lifestylesunlimitedpodcast.com. Welcome back. Now, here's some more unconventional wisdom to set you free from the man on a mission to retire America, one person at a time, Del Wamsley. Welcome back to the Del Wamsley Radio Show. Today, we've been talking about people that had massive success, We're talking about people that got drafted in the NFL draft the other day. But I want to end the show with the opposite result. I want to show you how people in life get on the wrong track and get left behind. I have an email here from a gentleman that uh, wrote me personally, and um, I haven't asked him if I could share it. I did write him back an extensive email back uh, yesterday, but I haven't asked him if I could use the material, so I'm not going to use his name, and I'm going to try to keep locations and stuff out of it so nobody can figure out who it is. But it's it's really a sad story because this guy did the right things and then still got pushed away from success. So let me just go in the the article with you and, and share with you as we go through it. It says, uh, Mr. Wamsley, my wife and I joined Lifestyles last year. We knew it was we knew that it was time to do something different. And with a mountain of doubt we attended the free workshop and joined. I have to admit that the membership cost is worth the education we received. However, unlike some of the other folks that attended, we did not have any investment money ready to buy real estate. Well, uh, we've finally gotten to the point where our credit has recovered from uh, recovered after divorce. Now, <clears throat> he doesn't say whether he was divorced or she was divorced, but there's the first number one killer in many people's lives. Picking the wrong spouse and having that person first mentally destroy you as a human being and secondly financially destroy you in the divorce. I don't know if it was him or his wife or they had both gone through divorce and their, both of their credit was bad. I'm not sure. It doesn't say and I didn't ask. It goes on then it says, when I called into the show and into an office, one of your offices, I received the same answer suggesting about $25,000 to start investing. Well, after working extremely hard on our credit and savings, uh, what we could, we finally managed to raise that amount of money. So he did it. He's at that point where he's made it happen. <clears throat> he's at that point. But watch what happens. At the same time, though, my wife has felt that it is time to move because our, we need our space needs, because of our space needs. In other words, now he's saved up this 25000 bucks. He's got the possibility to go buy his rental properties. And what does his wife want to do? She wants to spend the money to buy a bigger house. Right? So there you go. The divorce, bad choice of women, second wife, bad choice of women. She wants to buy a house with the money they saved up to make themselves financially successful. Okay? He says, um, I'm at the crossroads in terms of planning for great life or living just a good life. All right. Now, in theory, he says, I'm planning, should I go ahead and do the right thing, which is buy the rental property, and plan for a great life, 
or just live a good life. But what is a good life if all you have in life is 25,000 bucks? How is that living a good life? I don't understand that. Again, if I shoot for the dirt, I'm going to hit it. To make matters worse, our loan rep for the proposed mortgage that we are looking at found out about our Lifestyles membership. And when she heard this, all she could say is those people are crooks and there's no reason to pay anyone uh, that, that kind of money to, quote, help you buy a property. So here's a loser, the rep, the loan rep, that is trying to keep him down. Now think about this. If you're a loser, do you want somebody to go to a program like mine and become a successful, rich real estate investor? I don't think so. You're just a poor, lonely loan rep. It has nothing to do but put other people down. And obviously, that's, that's what it is. She's, she can't be one of our loan reps. And it just it's, it's sad. She's negging the guy out. His wife's negging him out, right? Going on here, it says, well, the, the office called after I submitted an email requesting info. And the way I understood it, the guidance we get is pretty much the two-day class in the online content. And if we need more than that, we have to buy another membership level. So, so what he's talking about is if you want a personal consultant, a millionaire, to consult you on everything you do, you have to upgrade to consulting membership. They did mention forms such as lease agreements that are available online, which they are, but nothing appeared just now. I'm attempting to access it. So he, he hasn't accessed it because he doesn't know how yet, right? Um, it's pretty much self-guided endeavor in this case, then I'm far from ready to purchase. I don't need someone to do the work for me. I just need to be able to call someone from time to see if they're following the setup. Please advise if I could just put off the higher level or if feedback is available to regular members this way to describe. Thank you very much. So what I'm saying here is this guy, he did what he had to do. He's at the precipice of success and people don't want him to go through the door. They want him to fail. So I wrote him back this, just to share with you. First off, you should not upgrade because you need the 25000 to purchase your first rental. Secondly, you should not upgrade your living quarters until you get rental property. You can buy a personal residence for little or nothing down after you have the rental. The rental will give you more income to qualify with than you when you do upgrade. Next, whoever that lender is, don't use them. They're full of blank. You need to use uh, one of our vendors for your loans. If it is one of our vendors, then we need to know who it is. And last, I will have Jody contact you, understand, uh, make sure you understand what I'm teaching you. She can also send you a better lender and show you where you can get the information and documents online. You have one chance to do this right and improve your family's life and legacy. I pray you will follow my advice. Last, we take the two-day workshop because the two-day is designed for you to be able to come out of that and buy your first house. David, please get it back in the two-day. See guys, there's someone who wants to be successful, who tried to do what he was told to do, and other people out there tried to take away his glory. Let's not let that happen to you. Remember, we're not doing this for a little money. We're doing it for a lifestyle. Have a wonderful day, I'll see you tomorrow.
listening to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, teaching you the opposite of everything you've been taught so you can obtain the results you've never obtained. Join us seven days a week. Can't get enough? Visit DellOnTheRadio.com to listen to the Dell Wamsley Radio Show, access past show podcasts, and join the conversation. Information and opinions you hear on the Del Wamsley Radio Show are those of the host, Del Wamsley, his guests, and his callers, and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of this station, its affiliates, its management, or advertisers. The Del Wamsley Show is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult a professional regarding your personal investment needs. Nothing presented on the Del Wamsley Show constitutes an endorsement, recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any product or security. This is GAB2, GABRadioNetwork.com. 